Hello there. You're listening to The Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. Also, Cinema Showdown will be making its return as we discuss which show is the greatest of all time, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. To help us in this two-on-two showdown, we have Sebastian Marcano Perez and Alessandro Belito de la Luna. Thanks for coming on again, guys. Thank you for having us. I'm excited to be back. I'm glad to have you. start out with some news it's gonna be very brief but i did want to get your guys' opinion on the uh sight and sound greatest films poll it comes out every 10 years and we just got the new version the 2022 one so first of all do you have do you all know what the results are yeah fernando was telling me what the top 10 were while we were watching the world cup a second ago gotcha <laughs> You can make a whole episode just about the the poll, honestly. You you really probably for real. But yeah. so, what do you guys think of the new number one, Gene Dealman? Well, I I haven't I personally haven't seen it, but I actually respect the fact that they did such a bold shift because I think it really like adds discussion and it, it, it like uh, I don't know, it just spices things up, you know, in film circles. You know, for a long time, it's always been like the objective opinion is either Citizen Kane or Vertigo. So to see like a Belgian 60s movie thrown in there, I feel like adds a lot of, you know, new, new, new discussion to the, to the table. So I actually like that. Also, I like the new additions, the newer movies from the 2010s or 2000s. I actually like the addition. So, you know, it's really cool. Gotcha. What about you, Sebastian? Since it's I... more in your wheelhouse, I'm wondering if you've actually seen this because I haven't seen it at all. I... I have not seen it either, uh, wow. which is a blind spot. But like uh, Alessandro said, it's like one of those things. And now uh, it's becoming um, more common, I guess, because of the list to, to well, not common. Um, it, bringing that to mind and putting in number one kind of brings this to the social consciousness. Uh, so now I will definitely be watching it. Um, and it was a movie I think I heard of during my experimental stint, uh, but I never actually watched. Uh, but I'm excited that it's up there. Uh, and seeing films like Meshes of the Afternoon as well, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there. it is nice that now we all have a new film that we got to make sure we check out mm-hmm. since it's been crowned number one. Mm-hmm. And then, Alessandro, you pointed it out, there's some very recent films that have made it into the list. Four films have made it into the list that were released since the previous one came out in 2012. Do you all know which ones those are specifically and what are your thoughts yes. on those? Yes. I do not know what they are. It's going to be, it's Get Out. It's like oh, 95. Okay. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I want to see, Dylan, can you try and guess the other? Oh, yeah. So Get Out. Then if there's three other from the past 10 years. Parasite? 
It's absolutely yes, yeah, parasites. Yeah. It's actually Ryan. Sorry to cut you off. It's actually past twenty because there's one of them that's. Oh, well, I mean, no, nah, never mind. You, you go. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just saying for the past ten years, but there are a lot yeah, that have made it high up in the past, like twenty and thirty. Is the worst person in the world? No. Nope. Damn, that sucks. Um, I'm trying to think of the last ten years. Uh, spotlight. Nope. Birdman. One more. Would... One more guess. No. Spotlight would no, definitely would be a pick, though. Yeah, Spotlight's <laughs> great. What, what, what was it, Ryan? What were they? So it's Get Out, Parasite, Moonlight. Oh. And Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Of course. It's because I haven't seen it yet. That's why I didn't think of it. <laughs> of course. They put Portrait High as well. They put it like at 30, I think. Wow. Yeah, I, really need to I, watch think, it. I think it's a bit insane. Like, I think Portrait is a good movie, but 30 is a bit high. Sorry, the yeah, Netherlands almost scored again. <laughs> You're good. Oh my God, that's so close. Yeah, yeah they, it was real close. Oof. I swear to God, if it was 3-0, I'd kill myself. Yeah, we're recording as the World Cup game between the US and the Netherlands is going on, so you may hear reactions as <laughs> big plays are made, which hopefully will go in the US's favor. But based on that most recent one, sounds like it's still a struggle. Yeah, it's it's still looking pretty bad, but it's definitely like the game is picking up. Like they're they're really pushing it now. They they got their water break, they're re-energized, and they're just going for it. Right, both teams. It's going crazy right now. Enough of that. Let's uh let's move on to our box office breakdown for November eighteenth to the twentieth. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever made sixty six million dollars this weekend. That's only a sixty three percent drop. It's pretty solid hold. Mm-hmm. The menu came in second with nine million. And then The Chosen season three, they aired the first two episodes of that season in theaters, and it made eight point seven million. Black Adam with four point six million. Ticket to Paradise three point one million. She said debuted to two point two million, which is <laughs> very bad. Yeah. yeah. Lyle Lyle Crocodile made one point nine million. Smile with one point one million. Pray for the Devil, 919,000. And rounding out the top 10, Banshees of Inishirin with 729,000. As for the movies coming out for Thanksgiving week, there's a whole bunch. Strange World, Glass Onion, Fablemans is coming out in limited, and then Bones and All is going wide. But Black Panther will certainly still be on top. But there you go. All right, I'm predicting like in. 45 million for Black Panther. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, so they'll be able to put it together. I'm sure with the World Cup thing anyway. They'll be able yeah. to put it together. Yeah. Um, so the the cinema showdown. We're oh, man. going to get into it. This is so, exciting. It is exciting. I like this. And We've never done it in this fashion before. It's always been three people arguing against each other with one judge. It's never been a, an actual two-on-two debate. So mm-hmm. I like the idea of teaming up is very exciting for me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of uh, the opposing team right now because not only it's like the Netherlands versus like, the USA here. <laughs> it, it really Ryan is. and I are the Netherlands. Uh, no, actually, I was going to say we're, we are the Netherlands. You guys are the US, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. See, I like that. I like that. I mean, we. I think we have the winning side. Uh, without without question so well there we go there's that competitive spirit but just as a disclaimer for the showdown i mean obviously this is for fun 
we may get passionate when we get heated. Hopefully we will, because that'll be, that'll make it more fun and, you know, a better listen. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're both fantastic shows. We all love both the shows. It's just us getting to talk about why one tends to be our favorite. And then, you know, how that reflects our tastes. <laughs> Something happened in the game. Dylan threw up his hand. Yeah. I think I'm, so, Alessandro, Sebastian, you guys have a roommate who's watching it right now? Heard somebody in the background. Oh, it's Fernando downstairs. That's what I heard on my own microphone. Yeah. I hear Fernando <laughs> listening to it right now. And he's slightly ahead of me because it's delayed on my laptop. And I heard him go like scream. And then I was like getting really excited. And then they missed. Uh, Man, tragic. This will be an interesting variable as well. The game going on. So it could be a <laughs> distraction. We'll see how that affects the debate. But yeah, I mean, overall, it should be a fun little thing. But I mean, it's all subjective at the end of the day. There's no judge here. Of course. So there's not going to be a winner crowned, but it should be a fun discussion. But before we start out with our debate, which we will have little opening arguments, then we'll go into sort of the free discussion, open floor round. I just want to hear from El Sandra and Sebastian, your guys' relationships with each of the shows. How did you first come to know Breaking Bad? How did you first... Did it, what happened? Goal? Goal! <laughs> Yo. Seb, you are you USA. You USA. Still... USA. I, <laughs> I was not paying attention. My iPad went blank. But, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll permit anyone to have it up just because Dylan <laughs> seems like he's still going to watch it. I'm going to go. There's only 10 minutes, 15 minutes left. Might as well. You're right. And there's, there's a chance now. It could happen. But anyway, so your guys' uh, relationship with the show, when did you first watch Breaking Bad? And then when did you first watch Better Call Saul? Well, I, I started Breaking Bad because I remember in middle school, um, my journalism or yearbook uh, teacher um, kind of mentioned that the show was ending, like the finale was, was, was that night. And I had obviously heard of it because I, as a child, I would keep up with the Emmys and the Oscars and all the award shows. I've always liked, like, liked them. So I knew Breaking Bad, but I never actually watched it until the night of the premiere, which I caught live. And that was the first thing I ever saw of Breaking Bad, which was the finale. And then I went back and rewatched the, the entire thing. And it was incredible. I, I mean... Before Better Call Saul, I thought it was one of the greatest shows ever made. Uh, but then Better Call Saul started, and I immediately got hooked. Uh, and then that's why I'm here, debating and defending the honor of <laughs> the greatest show similar. on TV. It's very similar to your story, Ryan. What, what was your first episode that you watched, Ryan? My first episode was Ozymandias. I just caught it on TV one time because I knew of how amazing the show had been. I mean, it was universally acclaimed. And so one day I was sitting there, it was after it had all finished. And I was like, hmm, there's this rerun. Let me watch it, see how good the show is. And of course, I was floored because it's the best episode of television ever. I just yeah. saw on my screen. So then I was like, wow, that is amazing. And then later on in high school, at the encouragement of Dylan, and other people who had seen it, I was like, all right, I'm finally going to strap in and give this a go. And it was fantastic. It was amazing. We, I also should point out, <laughs> we haven't 
Neil said explicitly yet. Dylan and I will be defending Breaking Bad. Alessandra and Sebastian will be defending Better Call Saul. So absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. those are the teams. But Alessandra, how about you? How did you come to this Breaking Bad universe? Well, I I started like around the same time as Sebastian, like in I, I started like in middle school around like eighth grade. It was it was it was in the it was in the gap between you know how the final season was split into two parts and then mm-hmm. yeah. had like that gap. So when that gap was happening, I remember everyone in my class was like, "Oh, they're gonna kill Walter White." Oh, I mean, spoilers, I guess. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, go watch it. <laughs> there but, will uh, be <laughs> spoilers for sure during our debate. So yeah, go see it because it's yeah. fantastic. What these shit. But um, everyone was like theorizing, like, "Oh, they're gonna kill Walter White. They're gonna do this, 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 this." And I was just like, "What is this show? People keep talking about." And uh, I don't know. I don't even remember how I started it. I guess it, I think it was already on Netflix at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just went home one day after school and I just started watching it. And I was like, yo, this is so good. The first episode is like amazing. It's one of the best mm-hmm. pilots ever. So I was like immediately. Absolutely. From that, you know, um, and I just I, I don't know how long it took me to binge. It can't be it can't have been very long. But like, yeah, I just binged the whole thing and I made it in time to catch the season finale live. So that was cool. The series finale life. So wow, yeah. that is amazing. That, that would have been cool. Yeah, damn. If only. That's okay. We were able to do it for Better Call Saul. Yeah, did you guys right. see it live? Were you keeping up with that final season as it was airing? Wait, sorry, you cut you cut off real quick. for Better Call Saul. Were you able to oh, follow yeah, with yeah. it as yeah, it released live? Better Call Saul is different because Better Call Saul, I was watching already since it began live. Mm-hmm. Like um, you're you know, watching week started, to week, week to week, yeah. Wow, um, amazing. Been watching it since. I mean, the show went on for what, like seven years? Like, yeah, it was a long, yeah, it went on for a long time. I think it started it like long gaps. Yeah, like sophomore or junior year of high school, and I've been watching mm-hmm. it since then. So, so it's been like a journey to finish it. Like, it's been yep. a while. Yeah, it was it was my freshman year because it was at the end at the end of my freshman year of 2015 is when it started, um, and I started watching it uh, live uh, from the beginning, and then around season three, um... <laughs> Netherlands got a fucking goal, three one, bro. Come on, come on. Just, I can uh, hear it coming because I can hear Fernando groan and moan downstairs because <laughs> my microphone picks it up and then that lets me know to pay attention to what's happening and then they get a goal when I go, oh, God damn. Oh, that, that, was, that was a clean goal, I got to say. Yeah, it really was. It was good, but fuck. Yeah. Man, that sucks. <laughs> That's Man. horrible. 3-1, bro? Come on. Come on, USA. Fuck, that was this a good is, goal. This is going to be... It was your it was your freshman year, and you started watching Better Call Saul. Yeah, and then around yeah, week by week until around like I say, I think season three or four, which I think that it it was one of those things where I couldn't find it anymore on streaming. And Mm -hmm. AMC did the thing. Yeah, um, it took it off like after after a week, and then I kind of time started passing, and I and I just didn't get back to it until um like i think it was season five started and then i rewatched it on netflix and then i was cut off from there and i was able yeah. to watch the final season live which was exciting yeah. so i watched 
the first three seasons live as they were happening on uh, on AMC, like on the channel. I would turn it on. I would watch it. We would have Sling to watch it with. And if I missed it, Sling would keep like the last few episodes that had aired, rec- the recorded versions of it online, so I could watch it that way. And then around season... I watched season four live too, and then season five, I didn't keep up with it. And then by the time I went to start watching it, the first episode had come off sling, and I was like, I'm not going to skip the first episode and watch the rest of them. So I was going to wait for it to come out on Netflix. And then it took absolutely horrendously forever long for season five to end up on Netflix. It took like two years. So I went two years that I watched the whole show like three times again in that time span and then was able to watch season five. I was so absolutely livid that it took that long for it to come on to Netflix. Like, it was literally, it was earlier this year. It was the month before they started airing season six. They put season five on Netflix. And Ryan finished season five before I did. He binge-watched the whole thing before I could even finish season five. And so he knew it was going to happen before I did. And I was so livid. Because I had been watching it for years. I had been watching it for years at this point. That God. happened with me and 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 Alessandro. He actually for season six, he mm. actually got ahead of me for a very long time before mm. I was able to catch up. So he knew everything that was happening, and it killed me mm-hmm. inside knowing that I, he knew what I didn't know. Ryan uh, did the exact same thing. I mean, it wasn't done to you. You knew I was binging. <laughs> you did it to me. You it did was it also at your request. You were like, oh, yeah, let's do this for the Better Call Saul show. So I was like, okay, during summer, I'm going to start binging it. You just yeah, were we, we, watching it at the Then time. we got to season six, and we had to create our own Amazon Prime account for the box office so that we could buy the season. And you were like, please buy it. Please buy it now. You have to buy it so I can see what happens. Please, I have to see what happens. And so I bought it, and then you watched, like, at that point, they had already aired, like, seven or eight episodes, and you watched all of them within, like, a few days, which I've never seen you do. You you never actually binge anything, Ryan. You really like to pace it out, and you just blew through it. And so I had to catch I mean, up to you. Yeah, it was also because we were trying to catch up for the, the finale episode so we could watch it together when it aired live. Yeah, fair. But, yeah, I mean, I was just trying to consume all that there was. Yeah, this is I fantastic. Don't, I don't, I don't blame you, Ryan, because that last season was like one of the best things on TV. Every episode yeah. was like, I need to keep going. Yeah, yeah. It, it does get crazy. Wow. I, I am not a big advocate for binging. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. But if I was given the chance of uh, binging uh, season six, I definitely would have. I love binging. <laughs> I yeah, can't help but I just. It. I like yeah, to it's so good. Uh, to I, each used, their own. I do that now with like sitcoms only. Like like it's the only thing well, that I should, watch yeah. in the background. But it's like, just so uh, easy to binge a sitcom, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's incredibly, incredibly easy. But yeah, I especially if you're like before. doing something else, like if you're doing homework or something and it's just on in the background, it's just so easy to plow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, I love binging anything. Anything would be great. <laughs> gotcha. anyway. well, all right except the sopranos you can't binge the sopranos it's, it's physically impossible it's too slow it's too hard to watch one right after the other it's long it's impossible it took me like four months to watch it you can't binge it dang sopranos nobody, catching strays in the breaking bad the better call Saul episode <laughs> it's rough. good it's good it's good but but you can't binge it 
It's possible. Sopranos is going to come in like the Dark Horse. Dark Horse pick. <laughs> Two new people show up to argue for Sopranos. Yeah. They, they that crash was- the call. That would be incredible if, like, at intervals, just like two more people just join and completely yeah. derail the conversation. Show up, show up like it's wrestling. You just hear their theme play. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the glass shatters and they start walking in. But all right, let's get down to business and start our cinema showdown. So, what we can do, we'll have Breaking Bad open since it's the show that came first, and then of course. in the closing. Better call Saul will go last, so you guys will have the final word. Um, so yeah, for the opening arguments, we'll start with our team and then go to yours. Dylan, do you want to take away the opening argument? I will I'll go for it. one minute up on the clock. One minute on the timer? Yep, once you start going, I'll hit it. All right. There are a few shows that hit the strides quite as well as Breaking Bad does for multiple Multiple reasons. It it reigns supreme over not just Better Call Saul, but every show in existence. First and foremost, Brian Cranston as Walter White. Not only is it the greatest television performance to ever exist anywhere for any reason whatsoever, it is also the greatest character arc given to a main character to ever exist. I mean, the transformation he goes through is absolutely wonderful, absolutely stellar, incredible. On top of that, the story that you're given here with Breaking Bad is hitting stakes that are exemplary and puts you on the edge of your seat constantly. I mean, the way that they are ramping up each episode and leading to different conclusions is just absolutely brilliant. The way that they weave those plot lines is absolutely brilliant. I mean, just the way that they do it is just wonderful and incredible and you can't argue against it. All right, there you go. Now we can switch over to the Better Call Saul team. Who are you putting forth for your opening argument? Who, who do you do you want to do it? Jim? It's up to you. You can whichever one wants to go for. Um, yeah, I, I can do it. I thought I thought we were both going to get an opening argument. But... Not just one for the team. You could split it if you all wanted to do a thirty-second thing. But yeah, can we do thirty seconds each? That that'd be fun. Okay, sure. So I will. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll do the like countdown for the do, 30 yeah, seconds. The All right. Whenever you're ready to start. Ready. All right. Go for it. All right. I'm just going to make it quick. I'm going to say that Better Call Saul, first of all, um, Bob Odenkirk as Saul Goodman, I would argue, is at the same level as Brian Cranston in, in Breaking Bad. Debatable. And I think Better Call Saul does something incredible in that it turns a comic relief into a Shakespearean tragedy, and it completely recontextualizes the entire universe of the show that preceded it, making it arguably more important to the universe than Breaking Bad even is. So I also think it has better female characters, and it has better direction overall. Sim? Well, I think Better Call Saul is artists at their peak. If If Breaking Bad was... A, a student short film, Better Call Saul, is that directorial debut that absolutely blows it out of the water. That's not the meaning break, uh, Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad is in, an incredible show. But like Jin said, Bob Woodenkirk just gives a performance of a lifetime. Riga Seahorn is absolutely incredible. And if you want to talk about interweave storylines and, and ramping up stakes, no one does it better than Better Call Saul. 
That was a good line. That was, that was a very good line, yeah. yeah. That was a good line. You really did it. All right. So nice, solid opening arguments from both teams. So now what we can do is go into just opening up the floor for free discussion. I'll put it, we'll say, 30 minutes. And then we can add time if we would like, if we want to hash out more things, if we start getting super passionate and we just need to keep going until we until one dominates the other team with their the strength of their arguments. But let us begin now. The timer is rolling. And let's get one one thing out of the way. Bob Odenkirk is a great actor. Absolutely. He plays Saul Goodman incredibly. However, mm-hmm. there's just no contest between no them and Brian contest Cranston. whatsoever. I mean, Brian Cranston there. is delivering the performance of the century constantly, nonstop in every single scene of that entire show. He's so fully aware of what this character is and what he has to deliver in a way that no other actor on television has ever or will ever bring to a character. Like the, the awareness he has in every scene is exemplary. And Bob Odenkirk is fantastic. Bob Odenkirk is great. He plays a really good character, and he can switch between the different versions of that character really, really well in a way that Brian Cranston doesn't have to as much because that's not what the character necessitates. But it's just no contest. No contest whatsoever. I do think there's a contest uh, in the fact that Brian Cranston, we already knew that Brian Cranston was able to hit hit these these marks. Brian Cranston is even from his market in the middle days, he, he has been incredible. And seeing Bob Barnkirk go from like Mr. Show, which is just straight up sketch comedy, to giving mm-hmm. such a nuanced performance, like every the it's incredible to watch him switch between those different versions of Saul, which there are infinite. With every con, there was a new version of Jimmy or Saul that that he had to invent to get through. Um, well, now, hang on. If I, we're talking about if we're talking about characters, if we're talking about actors going from comedic to very serious roles, I mean, let's talk about Walt, let's talk about Brian Cranston going from Malcolm in the Middle to Breaking Bad. Two two unique and individually great performances. I mean, as Hal and Malcolm in the Middle. He's killing it nonstop as well in a very different field. I mean, he is just destroying the comedy game. And then he goes over to Breaking Bad and he does the same thing. He makes a character that is funny, but then puts so much tragic layers into it that it makes it exemplary in a way that that Bob Odenkirk quite hasn't quite reached in I Better Call. Disagree, I disagree entirely. All of season six alone is enough to to prove that. And then you take to you take episodes like Chicanery, where um, where he is putting on like one of the best performances on TV ever. The way the way you ha- see him struggle with his own with his that argue with his own brother and see that internal struggle in just like the nuances of facial features. The same thing with Rhea Seahorn. Because let's open the table. Because Brian Cranston and 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 uh, and Bob Odenkirk are incredible, and they lead their mm-hmm. shows perfectly but if you want to talk about acting if we want to talk mm-hmm. about acting better call saul has an incredible ens- ensemble that breaking bad kind of falls flat on uh wrong. Uh, hold on uh, incorrect let's point out let's point out almost a bunch of people in better call saul that fill out that ensemble fill out breaking bads and including that's, and the that's main star of the show and not only that but again 
we have Brian Cranston. Aaron Paul is fantastic, amazing. And More than Dundee fantastic. Norris. All these people are amazing in their roles. And again, they help fill out the ensemble to allow for Brian Cranston to give one of the best acting performances ever. That comes from Anthony Hopkins, by the way. So he is in agreement with us. Yeah. Um, and then you have Aaron Paul also delivering an incredible performance as Jesse, which we have seen is, you know, kind of lightning in a bottle. He yeah, is a great actor, I, but I mean, he was at his absolute best in that role. And it is an amazing secondary character to uh, Walter White and what Brian Cranston is doing with that character. So to say that your ensemble is better than ours when half your ensemble is filled out by characters that originated and, in Breaking Bad. How and, dare you? Yeah. I, and, wholeheartedly, and there are several, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. because There are several gaps in your, in your side characters. I mean, there are, there are long episode arcs that Nacho is not in. There are seasons that Howard is barely in. I mean, you're taking side characters and you're really putting them to the side in Better Call Saul. In favor but when of, they, but when they are featured, they are featured and wait, they come wait, out wait, to wait, play. Wait, 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 Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna agree with Sebastian's point that the ensemble is better <laughs> and better. Oh, no. but, but, but I will say one thing: the characters that do fill out the cast that are from Breaking Bad are done better in Better Call Saul than in Breaking Bad. Gus, I mean, Gus gets better development. Mike gets better development. I mean, you learn everything about Mike. You learn. I agree with Mike. I agree with Mike. Not quite sure on the Gus part. Yeah, Gus, Gus, Gus gets Gus gets more Gus development in Better Call Saul, which is is only natural. I mean, if you're going to include him more, you're going to develop him more. But I would say that the, the development that he has in Breaking Bad, the arc he has, his revenge arc against the cartel, that is what they're relying on in Better Call Saul. So any kind of development that they have for Gus is just further developing the great character that they created in Breaking Bad. Whereas Mike. Well, Mike, he gets more to his character and more introduced to his character in Better Call Saul, and he has his own individual arcs that are separate from Breaking Bad in Better Call Saul, and that's that's great in its own right. Mike Mike gets a lot in Better Call Saul, and Mike is better in Better Call Saul. That's, that's fantastic. But Gus, oh, that also Gus is created too. for, and Gus is created by Breaking Bad. Like it, it's It's all in there. But that also goes back to Alessandro's argument of how Better Call Saul was able to uh, recontextualize the entire Breaking Bad universe because of the portrayal, portrayal, portray, portrayals, I can't say that word, uh, and, and characterization in Better Call Saul. And I mean, fine, yeah, a lot of the characters from, from Better Call Saul are also from Breaking Bad, originated in Bre uh, uh, Breaking Bad, but... The, the additions, the new additions to Better Call Saul are incredible. I mean, Kim Wexler, I think, is by far my favorite character in the Breaking Bad verse because not only not only because of Rhea Seahorn's performance, but her character arc is incredibly compelling. And seeing her from, from season one to season six and how much uh, she changes and shifts and... Uh, that's a character arc um but see how she interweaves with bob bonnerkirk saw who himself is he doesn't know who he is and that interplay between them is in, just in, incredible to watch um and you have tony dalton as lalo salamanca in the late game you have you have nacho who 
yes, he gets sidelined a lot, but when he's featured, he is in- incredible and he's given a lot to do. So, so yes. Oh, finish your point. No, I was going to say yes. Uh, a lot of the recurring characters or the side or uh, in Better Call Saul originated in Breaking Bad, but they are absolutely perfected. And I didn't even mention Chuck because if you if we wanted <laughs> we'll to go to there, we can go there. Yeah, we will. We'll get to him. But just to address a couple points, so you're saying Better Call Saul recontextualizes stuff that have happened in the universe, so it enriches Breaking Bad, is what you're saying. At the end of the day, that's also a point for Breaking Bad, and it is a uh, a negative point for Better Call Saul because at a certain point, it becomes dependent on Breaking Bad. A lot of the payoffs that we have at the end of the show are reliant upon your understanding of Breaking Bad. So you can go in and watch Breaking Bad and never see Better Call Saul, and you've just watched one of the best shows ever. You the can go and see a lot of Better Call Saul and see an amazing show, but you can't see the entirety of Better Call Saul and truly understand what's going on without having the context of another show. And that's just the nature of it being a prequel and being a spinoff show. But it is something that fundamentally elevates Breaking Bad and will always, you know, make hold back Better Call Saul because a lot of what it's doing is trying to fit in with the established canon and chronology of the Breaking Bad universe. And they fill in gaps here and there, like with stuff with Mike. And that stuff is great. But again, that helps enrich your experience if you go back to Breaking Bad. But you can also have a fantastic experience with Breaking Bad without Better Call Saul. With the final season of Better Call Saul, you need Breaking Bad because guess what? Gus, his storyline just ends. We see him in a bar talking with someone that he's like sort Incredible of learning, never goes with it. It is, but then you don't see Gus after that. You don't see Mike after that. He only gets like flashback cameos in the final few episodes like these major characters have unfinished arcs in better call Saul because they're completed in breaking bad and so while you're right kim and the characters that are originated in better call Saul are able to be finished off well in the show any character that came from breaking bad is just left on an open note because breaking bad is the show that completes and furthers their arcs so it's a point for us all right alessandra I don't, I don't think that the arcs don't end. I think the arcs do end, just that they don't end in death, right? You know that the arcs end because you've seen Breaking Bad already. But if you had just seen Better Call Saul, I would make the argument that Gus had a perfectly fine ending to his storyline. Because the scene in the bar is, is basically him realizing that he can never escape this life. You know, he has this moment of peace, which is, the first, I think, the only moment where Gus actually finds, like, a moment of peace in the entire universe. And then... It's ripped away from him the second the guy goes away and and he's reminded that, oh, wait, he's, you know, this terrible mobster, cartel dealer. He can't actually have this life. And it ends on this, like, quiet, subtle moment of profound realization, you know, um, just that I'm not going to make I'm not going to, you know, argue that Better Call Saul, whether Better Call Saul can stand on its own or not. I think it, it can to an extent. Obviously, Breaking Bad came first, or there are like factors like if you see Better Call Saul on its own, you probably won't give a shit that like Walter White shows up at one point. You won't even know who that is. You'll be like, oh, okay, you know who's this? But um, I'm not. I'm not gonna make that. I'm not gonna get into that argument because that's like a slippery slope. I mean, you could say the same thing for anything else. You could say 
oh, um, I don't know, Batman can never be the best hero because Superman came first, and without Superman, there's no Batman. Well, it's like, not it's not well, which well, came first, it's yeah. which is dependent on the other. Batman can well, exist well, within its own Batman, universe without relying on hero is, it's the, Yeah, but every other hero is dependent on Superman because Superman, if Superman never existed, nothing else would have happened. But that's not the, the but argument. But story-wise, it's not relying on Superman. It's not like I'm watching Tim Burton's Batman, and I'm like, and then they have a scene where he goes, and here's Superman, and then Superman enters and saves the day. Like, I can watch a Batman movie and have nothing to do with Superman, but you can't watch Better Call Saul and be satisfied with the conclusions without having already seen or planning on watching Breaking Bad. I think I, you can be. I don't agree with that, yeah. Uh, there's just no way. You, there's just no way. You like have no idea. Season. You would have no idea who Walter White is. You would have no idea who Aaron Paul is. You would have no idea who Marie is in that final episode. You have no idea what's happening in those last few episodes or what's going on. Right, you'd be wondering once the time skip happens, what happened with Mike, what yeah. happened with Gus, what happened to all these people, and then you're just told, oh, Gus is dead, Mike is dead. So if you were just watching Better Call Saul, like imagine that you're coming to a show and then there's this huge time skip, and then all these major characters you've been following for six seasons, they're just mentioned dead, and they were yeah. killed off screen in the years prior, like you would feel immensely unsatisfied by that. So oh, Better Call I, Saul so, can't stand so. on its own. And it's okay to concede that point because, I mean, ultimately you you do know that that's a fault yeah. against it. But, again, you I think a lot of the show is able to stay on its own. And a lot of the show does enrich Breaking Bad. Like, all the cameos that they do and references that they do are really solid. But, again, I think at the end of the day, Breaking Bad can stand on its own. It's only enriched by Better Call Saul. But Better Call Saul is dependent on Breaking Bad. It is required that you have that show as context in order for Better Call Saul to be um, at its full potential in terms of your viewing experience. But I think that's not a slight against Better Call Saul the way you guys think it is. Because, yes, it is reliant. I agree with Jin. It's a slippery slope argument. Because, yes, I, one came before the other, and one is reliant on the other. They're connected. It's like it, a better example would be would be like Infinity War uh, or in MCU. But we're not going to argue superheroes. Um, well, I would say, again, I would say Infinity War is somewhat reliance on what came before it, you wouldn't have the same impact. Bring Bad, you can watch in a vacuum. Well, it that's what I'm is saying. as impactful you, as it can be. I, I concede the point because, yeah, it's 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 a non-argument, though, uh, to which is better because they both, at this point, I think, need each other because Breaking Bad... No, Breaking we'll see. Bad, that's, the, that's the point we disagree with. Bring Bad doesn't need well, better calls, though. For years, we have been watching Breaking Bad without Better Call Saul and been completely satisfied. There's no arcs left unfinished. There's nothing. It's literally, it's only enriching Breaking Bad. Whereas Better Call Saul is not not only enriched by Breaking Bad, it's dependent upon it. You you can't enjoy it at its full potential without Breaking Bad. Whereas Breaking Bad, you could be completely content with watching it at your full potential without Better Call Saul. It just makes it a little bit better. But I don't. I don't think that's an argument to which is better. I just think that's an as an that's a completely separate argument to what we're kind of discussing here. Because yes, again, Breaking Bad was its own thing until Better Call Saul started, and then Better Call Saul had to rely on Breaking Bad. But that doesn't make one show better or worse. Because that's what we're arguing here: which one is better. I, th- I, think, I think, look, I think you guys, sorry, I'm sorry you said. No, no, no. I think what's happening here is that you guys are getting too caught up in the semantics of the story and which story depends on the other. When 
Honestly, yes. Better Call Saul, from a story perspective, does rely on Breaking Bad. But from an emotional, enriching, you know, thematic point of view, or just from like a plain, well-told story point of view, or from a directed point of view, I think it's superior and it doesn't rely on on Breaking Bad. You know, story-wise, yeah, sure. There's like a little Easter eggs and cameos mm-hmm. and stuff. But from a from a from an emotional perspective, you get these arcs, you know, that begin in Better Call Saul, end in Better Call Saul. You get these shots, you get these powerful moments, and none of the best moments in Better Call Saul require Breaking Bad to enjoy. You know, you can see an episode like Chicanery, and it'll have immense impact on you. Or you can see the season finale, you can see all this stuff, and it'll have an immense impact on you without you having seen Breaking Bad in the first place. So I think getting caught up in the story aspect takes away from all the wonderful things that Better Call Saul has, which which are better than the story itself. I mean, these 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 characters and these these uh, you know emotional entanglements and and stuff like that. I think we're we're getting too caught up in the semantics of it. Well, then sure. let's let's talk about the the individual shows separate from one another at this point. Then let's talk about Breaking Bad as as being such a cohesive and well-thought-out Shakespearean tragedy from start to finish, how it weaves in and out of the storylines in a much more flawless manner than how Better Call Saul does, in which, in which Better Call Saul is now separated almost harshly between the lawyer stories they're telling with uh, Saul and Ray Seahorn and Howard and the cartel storylines they're following with Nacho and Mike. They're very harshly divided and only in the last in season five like the last half of season five and season six do they start to weave them into each other and watch them collide which is fantastic to watch but you've got three seasons seasons one through three where they're very very separated and it becomes a little muddled in in a sense that it's harder to watch them separately than it is to watch them together like in breaking bad where breaking bad is weaving these storylines of this is a cartel story with with drug dealers and them interacting with those consequences in their normal lives constantly, constantly weaving those in and better call Saul feels very separate in that regard, especially for the first few seasons. And I think that Uh, is a weakness for better call Saul. I disagree. I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the parts that makes the show. So, uh, so compelling because what watching it separately from, from, from uh, Breaking Bad, you start to show off with uh, with Jimmy working at the Cinnabon, and you get those flash forwards. So you already know that this man is in like whatever happens in the past, he's somewhere else entirely now. And you're watching you're watching the story of how a man gets there. So get getting that slow that slow build up to uh where they were that finally happens and if you want to talk shakespearean like jimmy is one of the most tragic characters even like because walter white is a uh, tragic in in like he built his own demise well, and, walter white, and yeah that's what makes him a shakespearean tragedy is that his greatest accomplishment his his ego the thing that fuels him so greatly is the thing that leads to his downfall and that's yeah. what's so brilliant about his fall in that last season and that his rise up to it is that it's so Shakespearean in the, tra- in the tragic way that that happens. Better Call Saul is less Shakespearean and more modern drama in the sense that it's it's about this character who is flawed and his flaws are pushing him forward through the story, but not necessarily what brings him 
it's it's more like watching him interact with the side characters is is more interesting in the sense that what am I trying to say here? Ryan, pick it up from here. Ryan, I don't know, yeah, I don't know where you're going, but I will I'm just trying say to, I'm trying to I'm trying to feel here are very compelling. And so I think it is ultimately going to come to which one you gravitate towards more. I think Waltz is more compelling personally, just because it starts with a man who on the surface is the everyday man. He's a good man. He's just a family guy that is not happy with his life. He's in a dead end sort of job. He had a lot of potential, but that got squandered. And now he's dealing with this, this continual bruise to his ego um, continually getting emasculated by like his brother-in-law. So he starts out like that. We see that there is something empty in his life and he's going to continue to try and fill it with the talent that he does have all of his you know, smarts, his intelligence, his skill with chemistry. And again, that will continually inflate his ego until it gets to the point where everything crumbles around him and his whole world falls apart that and he calls that. So it's a, tragedy in the sense that he starts out with a guy that was living a normal plain life and he could have just continued living that normal plain life but something was missing he wanted to chase after that and he took it too far and then you know all this bloodshed and monstrosity emerged as a result with jimmy's character he starts out as someone who has flirted with doing bad things i mean he's been conning people he's a con man and that is where he started out, and he's continually floating between these two roles. You know, Chuck is saying he'll always be this con man. This is all you are. He's trying to do, you know, something better, change his life around, and become a lawyer. But through the circumstances, through his attachment to being a, you know, slippery, slippery guy, he ends up falling into that world further than he ever gotten into it before. And of course that leads to his downfall, but then he's at least able to make a somewhat corrective measure and at least take accountability for what he has done. But yeah, it's a man that starts out as good in Walt and then becomes horrible by the end. And with Jimmy, we start with someone who is already in a more morally gray area and he's coasting between the, you know, the good and the bad, but then ultimately will, end up in the bad side that's a very you know simplistic reading of the general character arcs that each of them has i just think one showcases more change right in walt he starts out with a good man and then we have to follow him along we're seeing him get worse and worse do more morally questionable things and we hang on for quite a long time like the writers do such a good job of keeping us aligned with that character even as he's pushing the boundaries until there becomes a point where he just goes too far. And now we're rooting against him. So I really love that. They do that mm -hmm. with better call Saul, just because of how much we already like Jimmy and the Saul character from breaking bad. And then him already starting out in that sort of morally gray area where he's still doing these cons trying to get ahead. He were aligned with him for sure, but I don't know if there's as dramatic of a character arc as major of a change as there is with Walt. So me personally, that's why I go for him. Part two for this episode will be released at a later date. But for now, that's all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show, 
please send us an email to the box office show pod at gmail.com. Our theme music is Sundown by Joseph McDade. And please make sure to give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to if you like the show. Stay tuned. Have a good rest of your day. Bye.